0: Welcome back to Podcrastination, the weekly conversation between Andy and me, Lizzie. This week we reflect on the roadmap out of the pandemic and how we're going to make the most of the time we still have left in lockdown. Plus, you'll find out if I actually did get my hands on a drifter. Before we get started, if you like this episode, we would love it if you can leave a review and give us a five-star rating. And to really feel part of Tuesday Club, please also subscribe. Thank you for listening. Hey Lizzie. Hey Andy, how are you?
1: I'm all right, thank you. It's a happy faux Tuesday club.
0: Yes, I am not drinking this week. Um, I listened back to our episode last week and there were several occasions where my words were slurring. I can't even say slurring now. In particular, you like to highlight the fact that I said nude agents instead of news agents.
1: I did enjoy that. I think I heard it at the time. I let it go because I wanted you to hear it back in edit, and I'm so glad you kept it in.
0: (laughs) Yes, there were one or two slurred words, but no, we are fully, fully sober this week.
1: Good. Well, I've just had a thought. So whilst you're saying the word slurring and slurred, surely that should be part of, you know, if people ever get pulled over for drink driving, etc. Just make them say the word slurred and see if they can say it
0: it's not an easy word to say is it it's
1: not an easy word I mean I haven't had a drink tonight either I know I think we've broken our own Tuesday club here but neither of us are drinking tonight an unofficial you know drink related item is your wine rack and I know it's it's the height of adulting but we haven't checked in on it for a few weeks so any wine rack update is greatly appreciated
0: well funny you should say that actually because I've had a couple of deliveries this week actually. Oh. Um, and one of them was a new case of wine, 12 bottles, to restock my wine rack. So I am officially, as of Tuesday this week, a fully-fledged adult again.
1: Amazing. Welcome back.
0: It takes a lot of willpower to not want to drink wine every night of the week when you know it's within reach. But there was a very, very good offer on on this case. So it, I thought, given that we're not going out anywhere, that... I might as well restock. And then the other delivery I had was also alcohol-related. Brewdog got one of their vegan selections. I think all of their products are vegan apart from two, I believe. But yes, I got restocked with beer as well. So, party for one at mine this weekend.
1: (laughs) Someone is well-prepared, whatever may come.
0: Yes, but uh, we did get some news this week. We did about the end in sight hopefully nearly nearly there how do you feel about all of that I
1: don't I don't know to be honest I'm still processing it and I think I'm allowed to say that the amount of social media posts that have just been about I'm going to be drunk come the afternoon of the 21st of June and all this that and the other I like that there's end in sight but I'm also very very wary and I'm not sure whether that's actually socially acceptable to say right now I feel like it is. I feel like I should. And I'm admitting that I've been working.
0: I think it absolutely is legitimate. And I don't think you're alone in feeling like that. I haven't really read too much of the news. I've not looked into it too much. Obviously, I know what was said. And I um, have also been on social media. So I've seen all the memes and all the rest of it. But it's still a very long way away. And I... I'm very much focused on the here and now and getting through the days right now because these are the hardest days. I've got to really live in the moment, I think, to make sure I want to keep ticking the boxes each day to make sure that I'm maintaining what has been this great mood that I've had for the last few weeks because I know it can be quite fragile. And when you're struggling to keep active and stimulated, because you're you're limited with what you can do and your social interaction is well mine is practically non-existent I think I just need to get through April's ages away it's February for Christ's sake like April is miles away I don't I can't think about that right now I'm excited that it'll come to an end I'm excited for pubs and friends and festivals but we're not there yet are we
1: no and I think you're absolutely spot on to be keep going day by day because Every year we wish away part of it for some reason. And I think we're actually going to look back on so many aspects of this as as needed, as a good reset. There are certain parts of me that's worried that actually, you know, we're going to, I think, avid listener and one of the number one fans, uh, Matt, big shout out, put it perfectly this week I saw with, you know, saying we're actually craving for that time out of lockdown but come out of lockdown time we're going to be looking back wishing that we had certain parts of lockdown back or at least like you know this sort of time to reset.
0: So yeah Matt being in the UAE living out in Dubai, they have a lot more freedom over there. They came out of lockdown a while ago, and although there are still some restrictions, there's a lot more that they can do over there than here. So he has a different perspective on it through his experience. And it's so mad that you should mention that, Andy, because my quote of the week this week, we're going straight in for quote of the week.
1: Wow, early doors. Okay, go quote for it. Week.
0: Quote <laughs> of the week.
1: Quote of the week.
0: So this week's quote is courtesy of Mr. Matt Hat, and it is, Life is happening right now, so make the most of it.
1: Love it. Yeah, definitely. Could not agree more. We we have to live that way. There is definite excitement for a lot of people, and I understand why, and everyone's in a different situation, but I'm actually going to put it out there that June if if we look as far as June twenty first, that's still four months away and it's good to have a roadmap. But can I also say that come the twenty first of June, the first thing I'm doing rather than heading out for a drink or once once social distancing, etc. is gone, is to go and like hug family and friends that I haven't seen for ages. And yes, that could involve drink but it doesn't mean I'm I'm looking forward to being flat out on the road absolutely blotto
0: no we don't as Brits we're not doing much for our uh, reputation of no. being like Brits abroad boozy but no I agree like it's great to look forward to it. it's great to know that there's an end in sight but life is still happening right now and we can create memories and great experiences right now and I want to keep trying to do that I don't want to have four months of misery waiting for the 21st of June. I want to try and make this four months as exciting as they can be, despite all of that stuff. And also, everyone is getting so hung up on the 21st of June. That is not the day of freedom that is the earliest possible day that there could potentially be freedom so it could still go on longer than beyond that surely if we've learned anything through all this it's to take every date with a pinch of salt does no one remember what happened over Christmas
1: (laughs) I think we're starting to paint ourselves into a corner I think because I think if we've said that now there's a chance it it could work either way the chance it could happen but exactly like you say I don't want to get too closer to that and they go oh that's another five weeks back how long is that going to feel so we're in this we continue to be in it and i'm kind of going to focus on i want to focus on how i'm going to look back on the time and i want to look back on lockdown knowing that i've made the best of a bad situation and that there's stuff that i will take from pre-lockdown one you know that that life that we can vaguely remember and the stuff I want to leave in that life before and the stuff that I've learned in this time that I want to take with me and I think that's it's what happens in life anyway isn't it you know you go through and you learn from each each piece. But this has just been one of the biggest learning curves that any of us will ever go through.
0: It's been a huge, huge experience for us all. And everything that happens in your life, every experience starts to shape you and takes you off in different directions. And so, you know, hopefully, we, we will come out with a lot of different perspectives, and hopefully, a whole load more respect for, for life and different jobs that people do and i know it's made me realize what's actually the most important thing in life and it is those connections with people and it's my friends and it's my family and being able to just have that time it's not about material things it's just about those connections really for me
1: so true Uh, we will obviously at a very soon convenience be enjoying drinks in a beer garden, in the sunshine, at a festival, all of those things again. But let's not put a date on. Let's enjoy those moments when they arrive for what they are, because we won't take them for granted again, for a long time at least, I hope. Because something as, as normal in previous life as going to the cinema, or like I said, a concert, anything like that, actually becomes, oh my goodness, how lucky are we to be able to experience this? And I I, I actually am looking forward to those moments as well.
0: Yeah, I hope so. I do think that some of those things are going to be really overwhelming as well. I think I definitely worry a little bit about my social anxiety and whether I can remember how to behave in public. You know, when you spend so much time on your own and you're not thinking about uh, whether it's appropriate to wear your pyjamas all day or (laughs) just fart at will, I do wonder if (laughs) I might get some funny looks when I integrate back into society.
1: So true. And it's uh, definitely something I've thought about as well. And it's strange. I have been used to working from home before all of this. And I've had long sort of spells where I have done two days a week, four days a week working from home. But there was always the option. It wasn't because of something where you're forced not to. Then it's now been... 11 months of working from home and I know how lucky I am to have been working but at the same time as soon as I heard a date I calculated you know that's four months away in my mind how strange is it going to be having to do the commute again and be in an office and I really hope that there's lots of chance to ease back into the world and and, you know get back into society in a normal way.
0: Yeah I'm sure once I go back and do it that it'll be fine and it'll just become second nature again, and it'll be like no time has passed at all. But right now, the thought of that of commuting every day, I do, I, I do really like working from home. I do like being in my own space. So yes, I, I miss some of the freedoms that, and you know, not being able to sort of see people. But working from home, I think, has helped me to be a lot more confident and assertive in the workplace. I think there's something about being in your own environment that just makes you feel safe and secure. I think that I'm able to, to assert myself in a different way to how I do in the office. So I think it's for me personally, it's a good thing. And maybe that's, you know, I've talked before about being an introvert. So maybe it's some of it is playing to my personality traits.
1: Yeah. If there's chance to learn from that and carry stuff in, that's great. You know, if you have to take something that reminds you of that feeling i.e maybe some fluffy slippers you know take them into the office into meetings and if you're wearing them it gives you that confidence to just be Do you know what these are still the same people i was talking to over the over skype and over whatever and i can be assertive in the office and i know that's not practical but how funny would that be if everyone went Do you know what that's what i'm bringing with me here's my hot water bottle here's my mug of tea or whatever and here's my slippers let's get started in today's meeting.
0: I know I wore heels every day for 15 years, but I have not worn anything other than slippers or trainers for the last 12
1: months. Ease into that one. Don't day one just fall over and and actually, you know, who knows, that could end you back at home for a while. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I I don't think I'm ever going back to heels, to be honest. I think this is my life now. Casual is king.
1: Love it. I did... And I may still tweet a suggestion of first day back in the office. Let's go full prom style. You know, for anyone that's never had a prom or, or anything like that. Let's go full ball gown, black tie, uh, dropped off by a limousine. All of those things just to celebrate day one and, and make it a grand experience.
0: Helicopter, skydiving.
1: Love that. Love it. James Bond style. Obviously, that... I
0: have to go to extremes. Yeah. Yeah. So going back to living in the moment and the here and now, and yep. remembering the good things that were happening, we're coming to the end of another month. Yeah. Where are you at with the goals that we set ourselves for February?
1: So I'm going to start with the main positive. Uh, you know, I'm not going to build up to anything. The main positive: Les Mills four week. Which, if you remember, I swapped out my running goal for Les Mills. I've completed it those four weeks are in the bag. There is a new habit formed. I'm going to take that because it felt daunting at the start to think that my fitness was in a, a strange place just in some sort of hiatus place you know it wasn't in a bad bad place but I got into so much more bad habits and I think it's really helped me build a certain level of dedication I've enjoyed it um I'm excited for what's next you know I'm planning the next four weeks out and I think that actually is a good way to do it and take it week by week and set yourself a goal that feels achievable. I didn't think I would get to free 35, 40 minute workouts a week. And you've seen the evidence this week. I, I sent you a picture of how I was after one of them.
0: Yes, I did get a sweaty selfie.
1: Mm-hmm. It
0: sounds a bit gross, but Yes. you're welcome um, but no I'm really proud of you I'm glad that you found something that you love because if you enjoy it that is half the battle isn't it that's what motivates you to keep going so I am looking forward to this continuing into March
1: me too thank you I think that is my goal now I will continue to uh for March there's four weeks planned out there's three workouts minimum a week and if I can do that all at the same intensity you know sort of level that I've got to and a bit more I'll count that as a massive step forward to be this far into the year and still going with that so I think in the in the words of record breakers dedication's what you need sorry if you don't get that reference because record breakers hasn't been out for a long long time
0: (laughs) we're definitely aging ourselves there
1: yeah sorry uh how about you so we'll go back and forth, but how's your, what What did we call it in the end? How's your F all February gone? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Obviously I've not done F all because that is not in my nature, but I have really enjoyed running when I want to and getting the pleasure back in it because although I went out every day in January, it did feel like a bit of a chore some days. And because It's just not practical to run long distances every day. And it's obviously not good for your muscles if you're not resting them and things. I do enjoy those longer distances. That's my chance to unwind and switch off. And so I miss those in January because I only did a handful of long runs, whereas I would usually get a couple of longer runs in a week normally. So although, yes, I'm not doing that every day, it has been really nice to get back out for an hour, two hours in some cases for a jog, because that is my chance to just switch off and unwind. And yeah, I just, I just love that time. So that's been really good. And then I've been doing other workouts as well. Um, As I'd mentioned previously, I actually did a strength workout this week and I used my kettlebells. There was a lot of squats and there was a lot of lunges and I have not felt pain in my legs (laughs) like it in a very, very long time.
1: It's, uh, it's a good job there's only stairs outside the flat then, not inside the flat.
0: Uh, yes. I mean, I do have one little step in the flat, but yes, it is a good job that I'm not in a house because getting up and down stairs has not been easy.
1: It's just a killer, isn't it? Anything I found that at my levels of fitness are tested anyway by what's what I've been doing, but the leg workouts the next day... I mean I just if you want to feel your age just test yourself in some sort of workout you know hit workout or something like that because my goodness it really tells you
0: Well I disagree with you because obviously I am the oldest I've ever been Yeah But I'm also the fittest I've ever been in my whole entire life. So some of those like age-related aches and pains, I think, are eased by regular exercise. I mean, I have other aches and pains instead, like obviously the muscles. And I was complaining about my knee and stuff last week. So back pain. You know, it's not. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's all right now, actually. That's got a lot better. Okay so yeah I don't know I think exercising regularly is the thing that's going to keep you young it's going to keep you going longer so I will always bang the exercise drum
1: it's fine I've always wanted to be that you know those old men and women that you see news um stories about that go like ice swimming when they're like 93 or 94 or something that's the sort of level of fitness that I can only aspire to, even in uh, mid thirties.
0: That will be me doing crazy stuff when it I'm will. in my nineties.
1: It really will, won't it? You know, we'll be um, if we're still doing the podcast by then. We'll be checking in on your daily <laughs> ice bath and ice swimming antics.
0: It's funny you should ask me though about my F all February and us talking about exercise because I had no exercise goals on my list this month. Mm-hmm. And I've just had a little look back at what I did have as goals this month, and I think I'm in the Andy Brown camp of I've not achieved
1: anything whoa whoa whoa, whoa. I'm not sure how to you take know. this andy
0: and the old okay, let's rephrase that. I'm in the Andy camp of maybe a couple of months ago of do True. you know working towards things but maybe not quite achieving things
1: pre podcast andy
0: pre podcast yes. And that was very mean of me. I don't no, no. I don't mean
1: that. I, I will I will let the floor be yours to explain yourself.
0: We both had a reading goal for twenty twenty one. Mine was to read twelve books over the year, one a month. Yes, I am ahead of myself, but I will be finishing February and I haven't finished the book that I started at the beginning of the month. I'm only halfway through the current book.
1: Perfectly fine. You are at least still slightly ahead, or at least on track. And on track is never a bad place to be. I halved your goal, and I went for six books. I haven't yet finished one, but I have taken a big step towards that, shall we say. So Louis Ferrou is firmly just on that Victorian nightstands that I talked about. And Matt Haig, the Midnight Library, is here. It arrived last Thursday in paperback, and I've averaged like 20 pages a day. I, I could have averaged more probably, but just I, if I average 20 pages a day of a book, I'm going to be at your levels of reading. And that to me is insane.
0: Well, this book that I'm reading is is quite a chunk chunky one. It's like 400 pages or something. So it's just... I, I'm reading it on my Kindle, and it tells you in the corner percentage how far through you are. And I turned several pages, and it's and the percentage doesn't move. And it's like <laughs> I've just read a trunk. Why is the percentage not moved? But yes, it's just a hefty one. But that's amazing about you and the Midnight Library. So how are you finding it? Um, you have WhatsApped me some extracts from it this week, which you know is fantastic. It's it's on my list to read next actually because it sounds great.
1: I absolutely love it. I, like I said, I haven't finished it yet, but even as far as I've got into it, it is just something that has inspired me to get back into reading. And it's also inspired me for writing. And there's certain parts of it, it's so well disguised, you know, it is very much a mental health and positive mental health book in many respects that touches on certain parts that, I don't know, I just keep going. There's just a really good story uh, that runs through it. And I did, I sent you something that was sort of in line with what we were talking about with, when I was saying that the whole fitness element, I've built up a level of dedication. And as I was feeling that from finishing, well, I think it was the my second workout this week, I read a little bit and I'm going to read it and I'm going to fully give credit to the Midnight Library, Matt Haig, for this little bit of people with stamina aren't made any differently to anyone else. The only difference is they have a clear goal in mind and a determination to get there. Stamina is essential to stay focused in a life filled with distraction.
0: That is like the motto for procrastination, isn't it?
1: Absolutely, I could not have uh, done anything other than snapshot it, send it to you, and just think this is us. This is why we started this, and we're we're both. As much as you're saying, you know, you haven't finished a book, um, you're still on track for your goal and and you're still dedicated to do so. So think positively.
0: Definitely. And I think setting those goals and writing them and just having them in black and white in front of you keeps them at the front of your mind. And it reminds you of of why you're doing it. And actually, when you sent me that uh, via message, It sparked a conversation between the two of us and um, it really resonated with me because I don't know if I've mentioned it before, but I was training for a marathon. (laughs) And when I was running and I was running those long distances and going out for hours at a time, I had to keep in mind why I was doing it and my reasons for running without that I wouldn't have stayed focused and I wouldn't have kept doing it and up until that point I had never wanted to run a marathon I'd never wanted to dedicate the time that you need to do to the training because I just had no motivation when I hooked it on doing it for my mum when I was running and it was painful It was her that I kept in the front of my mind as my reasons for doing it, and it kept that focus. So I completely agree with that statement. And I often remind myself when I feel like I am getting distracted and I am procrastinating that I do have that strength and that willpower and that stamina to do things. But you've got to find your reason why. I think it all all hooks on your reason. And if you don't want it enough, then it can be really, really hard to find that stamina.
1: Absolutely. I mean, you've even had a, a quote. I remember something about a rudder and the reason being the rudder, and it all comes back around again. I feel that we've got that within us and it just has to be brought out in some way. And for me, through our conversations, through this podcast, through, you know, lockdown, through the idea of coming out of it and how I want to be and how I want to look back on it and all of these things, I'm finding a determination that I've probably not had and that I've I've sort of wondered how other people have had in this time. And like you say, you've got to find that reason within you to, to really push on when it gets tough.
0: Yeah, I think we've all shown huge amounts of stamina and resilience in getting through lockdown and surviving this pandemic.
1: Yeah, just every single day, and I've said this each time, anyone and any friend and, and anyone that sort of reached out I've just said, focus on today, focus on getting up, focus on what you've done and and what you can tick off, even the smallest things, you know, a washing load here, a bed made there, just getting through the day as as a normal functioning person. Well done, tick it off and keep ticking it off because four months is still a long time. I mean, it will be improved, hopefully by some nicer weather. That's fingers crossed.
0: Yeah, I mean, already this week, it's been lovely, hasn't it? And I just feel like I've been reborn. This mojo that I've got back and the positive mood that I've been feeling, it's still here. We're on, is this four weeks now? Solid four weeks of being like feeling great. The sunshine, like today was just glorious. Like, yes, it was still quite cold today, but just being able to look out the window and see blue skies and sunshine it just makes everything better the birds tweeting and oh it's just yeah it just feels great and I spring is for for new beginnings new life and I definitely feel that in myself at the moment
1: I love it four weeks I mean this is a habit now this new mojo this spring in your step no pun intended with that coming around the corner it's a habit long may it continue And I think for the both of us, and we say it each week, I am really thrilled by what we actually uncover in this conversation that we have, because there are times still, and and even today, when that work laptop's open and you've got all the frustrations that work brings and even working from home frustrations and connection and all sorts of stuff that can get in your way, actually taking the time to whether it's a daily journal, whether it's a conversation with a friend, or just a little moment to yourself, you know, some quiet time to reflect. And we should still carry that on. I'm going to hopefully that is one thing that if we can continue to do that long after this is a distant memory, I will be very, very grateful for.
0: I think as well, this conversation that we have every week is therapy and it's our chance to talk it out and explore some of these thoughts and feelings. And I think that this has got to be a contributing factor.
1: I agree. And do you know what? This is episode 12 now and and essentially week 13, you know, we had a little tiny little break. So it's three months in. We are three months into doing a podcast and I could not be happier for it. And if we, you know, cringingly listen back to, the very first one, I'm sure we'd see a difference in even who we sound like to now. And I I love that.
0: Yeah, I think we've got in our stride with it, hopefully. But what was it, You sent me something the other day that was, you know, you're never an expert from the beginning and it's never going to be perfect and stop striving for perfection straight away. You only get perfection through practice, practice, practice. And so I think that's what we're doing, really. We're just going to keep throwing this out there. And one day we will be an award-winning podcast.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, you've got to have goals and that might not be March's goal, but one day, you've also made me sound a little bit more profound, probably in that quote there. It was probably more something along the lines of, "I've been doing exercise wrong all this time, and I've always wanted to end up with the finished result rather than put the effort in." But I realise now, and I, I sort of, I feel like I'm late to some party all the time with something, but at least I'm, at least I still try, you know. I'm still trying to get there, and, and I'm now finding that actually the the doing of that and having that improving picture, always improving picture just in your mind because you've reached a new level. Um, I even had a friend, you know, I sent a very similar sweaty selfie to my my mate, my mate Matt, who is someone who enjoys fitness, shall we say. He, he's power lifts and, and all sorts. And he's, um, yeah, he just said I looked healthy. And I thought, you know what, that is the biggest compliment I will take right now coming out of lockdown free that I look healthy.
0: That's great. Yeah.
1: I'll take it. Do you
0: feel healthy though? That's that's the most important thing. How does it make you feel?
1: Yeah, I do. And I, I'm starting to make different choices. And diet, I think, has to be on my list for March. I need some sort of accountability there and possibly through our conversations. And we've talked about, you know, meat-free Mondays and, and your Um, veganism and we've touched on on that but I think I now need to be looking at actively putting some good diet choices into practice we've all got lockdown habits through diets and things that have helped ease the day but I need to maybe switch those out so I'm gonna I think I might even say I'm gonna do meat-free Monday in March
0: I love it I knew this would rub off on you
1: darn it you're such an influencer
0: (laughs) Not an influencer, uh, just a bully.
1: Well, that's fine. I'll take either way. I mean, the running didn't quite catch, but at least it led me to a direction and made me accountable for my own levels of fitness. So I feel this could do something very similar. And who knows? Who knows where it would lead, you know? So that that's my... I'm putting it out.
0: Well, one of my goals for March is around some of the content that I create on Instagram. And I think I talked about this before, about not really feeling like anyone would be interested in what I have to say and that imposter syndrome that I was feeling around it and... But there is stuff that I want to say and I think we've got a responsibility sometimes to say things, to try and be not an influencer, an activist. Maybe an activist is what it was called before the whole influencer thing came around. But I want to learn more about the impact that I as an individual have on the environment and the choices that I make, how they can have a ripple effect. And as I learn, I want to tell other people because... I think we all it needs to be on people's agenda a bit more and I think if we all come together as consumers we can make a huge difference and we can start to influence change within big corporations if we all individually make little steps and so my march goal is to sort of start this back up again With my Instagram channel and to try and put this message out there, I've I've kind of set myself a a direction of what that I want that content to be, and I think if I focus on those key points, it will help keep me on track and just have a bit of an identity for that. Really,
1: I love it. I feel that sense of purpose is needed. You've got a bit of more clarity. You definitely are in a really good place to sort of attack this from and enjoy it rather than being an you know an activist which has probably got a a negative connotation to someone along the line you're informative and that's all you can do you can put information out there that is you know well researched well judged and you know non-biased but to allow people to make informed decisions and if you're a part of that and you pay it forward to one other person five other people five thousand people whoever it is i think it's a really positive message and and let's track that let's see where it can go
0: yeah and i think we all need to understand the power of our voice and the good that it can do i don't know if you know but it's lgbtq plus history month at the moment february um somebody said something today in a panel thing that was going on at work celebrating LGBT History Month and they as a gay person had said to their friend who was a straight white man who's a journalist why it was so important to write a article about what he had learnt about the prejudice that people in the LGBTQ plus community face And this straight guy had said, oh, well, you know, why would I talk about anything to do with that community and that culture? What do I know about it? And it's like, well, like allyship is so important. And actually, you've got the power because people do listen to straight white cis men, and you've got the power to influence. And it shouldn't be the sole responsibility of the people within the LGBTQ plus community to always bang that drum and shout the loudest. There's a responsibility from all of us to be good allies. And so, you know, whether it is something about the LGBTQ plus community or whether it's about climate change. Or any topic, Black Lives Matter, we all have a responsibility to learn more and to help spread the word and ha- help break down some of these barriers because I don't think we all understand the impact that we as one small individual have in this big wide world.
1: Completely agree that impact can absolutely lead out into that ripple effect. We all want to strive to learn in certain aspects of our life what we need to do is encourage that learning in a society you know we need to be taking what we know not prejudicing anything and just sort of trying to understand and then helping others understand and doing even the smallest part but being active in doing so so really think that's a good place to be you know informative and educating where needed
0: yeah and it's as much for me as it is anyone else like this is something that I'm interested in and I want to learn uh, more about I want to because I don't understand and we're always growing and evolving and I just want to become a, a better person on this earth really
1: I think that is a wonderful sentiment and definitely something we can all hope for ourselves to be that little bit nicer and continue to pay it forward and be kind
0: absolutely
1: My question to you though, before we wrap things up this week, last week you dared to tell us of someone who believed drifters to be the almighty chocolate. Did you find one this week?
0: I have not found a drifter, no. I think you can buy them in the supermarket, these like biscuity ones. Whether they're the original drifters or not, I'm not sure. And I haven't really, I haven't been to the supermarket because I'm not really going anywhere. Um, so I haven't been able to have a proper look. However, podcast listener Lizzie, who lives in London, has been on the hunt in London because she messaged me and said that she also has never had a drifter.
1: It's fine, nor have
0: I. Yeah, so I'm I'm just not convinced. So I don't know where you know where Jenny shops, where she's getting these drifters. But no, they are also not available in London. So Lizzie said if she does find one, she will post one to me. But I, like the Wikipedia page said, they've been discontinued. So I don't know what to believe whether to believe Adster, who are saying that they've got them in their stores, or to believe Wikipedia that they've been discontinued. But I'm yet to find a drifter.
1: Maybe Jenny bought them. In bulk, a while back, and has just been willpowering her way through one a month just to remind herself how good they were, apparently.
0: Yeah, maybe she's got a secret stash.
1: Yeah, I'm sure. But we have had some influence on that behalf because uh, another shout out. So, Paula, regular listener, thank you. She actually messaged me this week and said that we'd influenced her off the back of our Drifter chat to have a double decker. Now, that's my kind of influence i don't know i've never tried one of those either now we could go back into this i'm not going to but probably a range of chocolates i've never tried i just i just like that we're influencing people's diets now as well
0: i think all of the chocolate marketing teams need to get a listen to this and start advertising this podcast if we could have cabbage cream eggs come and advertise that would be great Lifetime supply of mini eggs. We're into Easter season. I'm all about the spring Easter confectionery.
1: I mean, we say we want some goals for March. That's quite a specific Easter related goal.
0: Yeah, also not vegan. So I'm going to get in trouble. Here's me, eco warrior, (sighs) trying to make better choices in life. And I still just want to eat mini eggs.
1: Well, a lifetime supply as well, not just eating them. You want a lifetime supply.
0: I went to co-op the other day whilst I was out on my daily walk. I just sort of nipped in and I really, really, really wanted a Cadbury's cream egg. And they had boxes of six and they had the full Easter egg thingy and they had all the paraphernalia but there was no individual Cadbury's cream eggs. There was the caramel egg and there was a smarty egg or something like that, but there was none of the Cadbury's cream eggs. And I was very, very disappointed. I didn't want to buy six. I only wanted one.
1: What is the world coming to? It's clearly they are aiming at people that want one and then will buy six so well done to the marketing team there because that did it work?
0: No I bought a caramel one and then was really disappointed that I had a caramel one but I'm really really starting to question Didsbury's chocolate availability you know I went to three shops and there was no drifter I went to co-op and there was no individual cream eggs like this this just isn't on.
1: Uh, Didsbury is also questioning your veganism but that's definitely a different story. I will bring that back with my meat-free Mondays in March, okay? We've got to get some level of respect back on this podcast.
0: Is this the universe's way of telling me that I should stick to the veganism and that I shouldn't be eating chocolate?
1: Possibly, but Easter's probably the wrong time for the universe to have that conversation with you. <laughs> Very true. I think we have a good sense of ending February on a high and starting March with some clear, somewhat goals, continuing some of the the positive nature that we've garnered and that we are the mojo that you've got. Let's carry that on into March and the lighter nights and let's see where it takes us. I think you've got to continue with your book, get that finished.
0: I will, I'll get that finished.
1: And I've just got to finish one. So let's go with that.
0: When do you think you'll get the Midnight Library finished?
1: My aim now is to have it finished by the time we record the next podcast. So next week, I am aiming to have it finished. by, And that is a massive statement for me, because I'm coming off the back of not reading last year to go, do you know what, I've got a book, and within two weeks, it's finished. That would be huge.
0: That will be huge. Oh, well, I look forward to hearing all about it next week, then.
1: I will bore you with it. I'll even bring some more quotes to the party. So let's see if we can find something else in the, the remaining half of the book that spurs us on a little bit more.
0: Amazing. I look forward to that. So, um, Andy, how can people get in touch with us if they
1: wish to? Well, I'm becoming quite a pro now, so you can reach us at podcast prod... Oh, no, I'm not. <laughs>
0: that <was> bad. <laughs> That's staying in.
1: That's staying in. OK. You can reach us on Insta at podcast pod, on Twitter at Podcrastination pod and email us contact podcrastination at gmail.com just to say hi, tell us what you're up to, how you're finding lockdown life, anything you're looking forward to, and all of the above.
0: Just get in touch. We love hearing from you. It's always a pleasure, Andy. I can't wait to see you next Tuesday.
1: See you next Tuesday, Lizzie. Bye. Bye.